Welcome to Cloud and Clear. I'm Miles Ward, CTO at SADA, and this is our podcast, webcast, video recording attack on what's happening in technology, where cloud is going, what companies are making a difference in that space, and what customers are extracting in terms of value. I am super excited to introduce Dor Lohr, who is the CEO at SillaDB. Dor, say hi to everybody. Hi, Miles. Hi, everybody. Good to be here. Uh, thanks, Dor. So uh, we, we are cheating. This is, a, <laughs> this is a friendly episode. I've known Dor for a super long time, so uh, really excited for everybody to hear us hear a talk through kind of what the state of affairs are. Dor, you like, give us the origin story. Where, where does Scylla come from? How did we get here? We started the company in 2013, and actually it wasn't around databases. We, we didn't know much about databases, and when we uh, figure out which kind of idea we have, we're going to have for a startup, we thought about uh, one of the ideas was a database, specifically design database. But back then we thought, eh, probably everybody has done it already. So we passed on and we decided to create an operating system for virtualization from, from scratch with our own kernel because we did the KVM hypervisor before and we saw everybody just run one app per OS. So we thought, let's create a new OS. But uh, Docker came along and forced us to... Uh, a pivot, and when we run what we run a bunch of databases or on RRS that still exist today, it's open source one. And uh, we figured that uh, Cassandra, one of the databases, is not as fast as it should be. It's kind of a super nice scale out architecture, but in terms of efficiency, it wasn't efficient at all. It was written in Java. Java is a nice language for management apps, but not for a high end, high speed. Uh, super fast performance. So we figured let's rewrite this from scratch, take the uh, OS knowledge we've got and just do it. For everybody in the audience, I, you should uh, uh, internalize the, the scope uh, of what you're saying. Just like, you know, oh, we, we think this is a good app. We should just build a copy of it. Um, so, you know, I am super impressed by the technical depth on this team and, and Dor went over it relatively quickly, but um, this is also the technical group that, uh, that designed the KVM hypervisor, which, uh, among other places, uh, is in use in production at Google Cloud. It powers every GCE instance and a huge number of the internal services. So thank you, Dor, not only for what you're doing at Scylla, but for the incredible contribution to Google Cloud writ large. When, when, you, when you looked at uh, Cassandra as a, as a database API to interpret, how, how does this help? So uh, thanks, by the way, for you, Miles, for hosting me. And actually, we met due to the KVM hypervisor like long yeah. ago, I think. Yeah, probably around. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, it's indeed a pretty stupid effort undertaking to, to create a new database. We didn't know how complicated it, it, it will going to be. We thought, ah, we wrote a hypervisor. How, how, how much... Can the database be more complex? And actually, it's more it's uh, it's more complicated than a hypervisor even. So um, now, in terms of performance, uh, back then we, when we made a decision to uh, to pivot and we chose Cassandra, uh, actually it was GCP who published a benchmark of Cassandra running uh, 330 uh, virtual machines, small ones, uh, to combinedly run one million ops. Uh, Cassandra query language ops, uh, 
330 machines to run 1 million operations per second. Um, now, when we were at Red Hat and we did the KVM hypervisor, we broke the world record of doing a file system I.O. using a single virtual machine, and we did 1.6 million operations per second with a single virtual machine. Now, yeah, so that's faster. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's an unfair comparison because uh, it's only I, file system I.O. not replicated, and there there's a million uh, database operation with uh, three three time replication, but really one to three hundred thirty something is is not right. So ahead of time, we were sure that we're going to ten x uh, the Cassandra performance, and uh, so we have eventually. That's magic. So. I've seen this in practice with SADA customers where they, they're eager to get at, uh, you know, high performance, highly efficient, scalable, uh, you know, structural interaction with storage. And, and these building blocks aren't, uh, they aren't the sort of optional part, right? It's not like, ah, let's figure out which front end framework to use or like, oh, maybe we'll pick this color for the UI or that color for the UI. This is kind of the beating heart in the middle of the business. And Scylla runs not only as an open source project, but also a managed service. Can you can you talk about the relationship between those two and how, how Scylla manages the, the managed product? Sure. So uh, from the very beginning, we're open source fans. We believe in open source. We like open source. It's fun. Uh, I actually also, my management style is uh, like took a lot of uh, uh, processes and, and values from open source and I implement them uh, over marketing and sales, sometimes they, they may not like it, but I think that that's the right way. So we have open source offering. We have an enterprise version based on it, similar to the Red Hat offering. And uh, also a couple of years ago, we saw all the need to have a managed service, a database as a service. And, and this is basically where the entire market is going, both in databases and also beyond. Uh, so, so we have... Uh, a managed uh, SillyDB enterprise that we have uh, with uh, a lot of code around it to keep all of the management aspects of it. Uh, when a machine fails, when a data center fails, you'd like to automate all of the aspects of it so you wouldn't need to wake up at night. And also, like, not everybody run backup, for example. And for the subset of people who run backup, some of them uh, relied that the restore will work one day, but actually the right thing is to to make sure that uh, uh, the backup, the, the restore of the backup actually worked before uh, a disaster. Right. So yes, yeah. backups are worthless. It's restores that are so nice, right? Uh, and and it, is, it is a place where we see a lot. That's why the, I think as a service model is so valuable to so many customers is it, it, it aligns incentives properly. If, if you can make uh, an investment in operational efficiency that pays dividends over all of your customers, of course, you're incentivized to do that work and it benefits every customer. So you end up in this spot where uh, you've got the right reasons to be making a better and better product over time uh, and, and a financial model, a structural model that, that gets everybody lined up. Thinking of customers, right? We talked a little about uh, about Discord running on top of us. That's a super fascinating use case for me. There's a quote from them. Mark Smith is uh, Discord's director of infrastructure. They're running at over 150 million monthly active users. 
Uh, so a really scaled system for communicating while you're playing games in open source projects. I, I use it all the time with uh, with some of our companies that want to collaborate in that way. His quote is, we trust SillaDB's speed and reliability to help with some of our most business critical use cases, including all of our core product experience, our anti-abuse systems, and more. Talk, talk to me about that responsibility, right? You're you're building a product that powers other products. Sada is a, a company that helps companies build their products. What you know? How do you think about that? You said in terms of your management style. What you know? What are you What are you doing at Scylla to make sure that it can keep those kinds of promises? Uh, so that's definitely uh, not a simple uh, undertaking, and uh, sure. it also it, it takes a while to uh, uh, gain the trust of, of customers. So this goes, for example. Uh, they started with a really small scale, even tiny scale, when, when they wanted to uh, to test us and, and they were ready to switch from Cassandra to Scylla. So initially they just tested us for some time and every, all customers go through a POC and also test disaster cases, not just uh, performance. Performance is just one aspect, uh, like durability and reliability and support is crucial. And over time, when they... Um, they started to shift all of their services. It, it also takes it's distributed databases quite complicated, and even the if the API is identical, it takes time to to move. And they they've moved pretty much everything to to CLADB, so, and we're super proud. And we work every day hard to to satisfy uh, all of their needs, from uh, big issues to small minority issues that may just be on, on their way. So we're trying to satisfy our customers. And, and support is kind of, a, many times, uh, it's hard to figure out what's the boundary between uh, a database problem to an infrastructure problem to a client problem. There's tons of them. And, and we're trying not to kind of set the, the boundary. And we're trying to make the customer happy and solve the actual problem and to try to pinpoint it. Whether And we've seen... So many cases, there was even one time where uh, there was an on-prem customer and uh, that customer reported that a single node runs suddenly at 50% capacity, just purely 50% and only one node. Like, go, 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 go debug that and, and you do not have access to it. So eventually it turned out, I, I was familiar with uh, such an issue in my past and I asked them, hey, Go check if the second power supply is still on. And turns out that uh, just there was a one one power failure uh, for one of the power of, of the server, and that turned out to be the issue. But it it can be uh, a driver issues in the operating system, driver issue on like recently we we found out a Python bug that uh, was was big in the driver side and it's not provided by us but uh overall it needs to work end to end yeah no you're you're exactly right i i think uh i remember when the term full stack engineer made its way into the market of ideas and, and how we talk about these roles and, and every time i met one that said they were full stack i was like oh no you don't mean full stack full stack you don't know power supplies you don't know what's going on inside of memory registers and you know like we it, there's too much to know the the scale of context that's required to really make 
all of this technology do what it's supposed to do is enormously broad. We SADA knows that all day long. We've got people that ask us for support for every different Google product, all the ISVs that sit around them, all of the surrounding technologies they layer on top of that. It really is, uh, it's an incredible thing to watch in practice as businesses try to make value out of this crazy sets of zeros and ones that they throw around. When, uh, so talk to me about SillaDB uh, open source 5.0 just came out, right? The, you've got a new release. What are the what are the changes and improvements that are present in in this most recent version of Scylla? Um, so Scylla 5 or Scylla V as we call it is, is, a, is a fantastic release. Like everybody, it's the best release ever. Like it's, it's funny that <laughs> it's even mentioned like, what are you going to do? Like uh, uh, release an, an older version or a new version that is worse than the old one? It's uh, uh, so obviously it's it's a better release, but it's really exciting because in in our past uh, the the first release was just to make it work and fast, but and then make make it work but close the parity gap with the API, and then come up with a new new features and 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 Scylla five is is really a breakthrough. The, the major one. The major change, there are a couple of major changes. Uh, one of the most significant changes is the consistency uh, guarantee. Like uh, Cassandra and Scylla and also DynamoDB are databases that provide eventual consistency. So and it's something funky with databases, like uh, uh, a non-consistent database. The, the problem is that uh, like with the cap theory, you need to make uh, some trade-offs between Consistency, availability, and partition tolerance, and uh, we took uh, on board a design that uh, prefers partition tolerance and availability over consistency. Uh, and it's possible to be consistent, but it may, may not be immediate. But it, it makes the developer life more complicated. The, the developer uses our software on the app side, and also database maintenance can also become a little bit more cumbersome. And we wanted to solve that, so um, we adopted the new um, a distributed transaction consistent product, consistency uh, a protocol called Raft, and we implemented it. And uh, the first main feature assisted by Raft is uh, schema agreements. So previously, you can only change one schema at a time, and not not to have two parallel schema changes that may conflict with each other. Uh, or if if, you, if there is a, a topology uh, break in the mill, and, and now databases uh, and now schema changes are consistent and transactional, so uh, this problem is solved. And the next problem that we're now tackling, this is part of Scylla V, which is which means that uh, all of the subsequent versions uh, of um, minor versions of five point X will continue to evolve so it's not just uh, one release and that's it. It's a long uh, development cycle and topology changes is coming and it's actually uh, working on the master branch and it will allow us to add multiple nodes at once and become more elastic. Today, you can only add one node at a time and sometimes you, you may want to double the cluster side ahead of time at once and not just add one node at a time. So that's another major improvement. And, and the last major improvement in, in the series uh, is to make the data, the user data, immediate consistent. And then uh, we'll basically have a single key transactions without a performance penalty. And that's huge. 
Yeah, that is huge. Uh, consistency is, you know, I, I was in a whole bunch of meetings with Eric Brewer, and I will tell you, at Google, it is a constant uh, background smack talk dialogue to give him mess about cap and why he should just have sorted that out. You've been working at Google for long enough, like fix that stuff. It's very, very frustrating for most of the developers. Uh, and, you know, he's the one who, who broke down for me. Like, it's not really that you get to pick, uh, you know, any one of the two. It's that you're going to have partitions. That's going to happen. And you just have to figure out which way you're going to fail. So it's it's outstanding that you're, you're thinking hard on behalf of customers and building features into the product, not only, and I think critically for a lot of your competitors, not only in the commercial version, but also in the open source version that, that enable companies of all different sizes and shapes and starting places to be able to benefit from the incredible engineering there. So thank you for that. When you're, um, when you're thinking about what comes next, right, there's, you're definitely going to do uh, you know, more releases. And, and and I heard you mention one thing that I want our audience to know as well. We talked a lot about Cassandra, but you mentioned the compatibility with DynamoDB. Can you, that's been really, really critical for our use cases. We have a lot of customers that are moving from AWS to GCP and consider Dynamo the kind of locked in feature. They're stuck. There's no way they can leave AWS. And we wave our hands around and go, no, 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 you're missing it. SillaDB makes that really easy. Can you talk about the uh, DynamoDB, the alternator feature? Sure, and it's a pleasure to work with the SATA team and customers and, and migrate them and enable them to move out of the AWS locking uh, and open up other options for them. So uh, we, we like to uh, not to invent the wheel and to reuse good APIs. And uh, but basically, Cassandra was modeled after DynamoDB. We were modeled after Cassandra. So one plus one uh, equals three, and it's all the same family. So we, um, adding an, an additional API uh, was relatively uh, a, not a big effort because it's the same wide column type of uh, database family. It's not uh, a completely different type of uh, database. Uh, so it was relatively uh, makes sense. And, and, and we know that there is plenty of workloads running on AWS. Uh, we wanted to free them to use open source. Like usually uh, what happens with uh, AWS and startups and open source is that AWS eats their cake and uh, modifies open source. And we, we, we wanted to do the opposite. And we, we took that a closed source component and, and it's open source today. So everybody can run DynamoDB open source or of course enterprise or, or uh, as a service, but you can just run it locally, get fantastic performance, uh, use it for dev and test for free, or, or just run it in production in a variety of ways. Uh, and that's free to you. And, and we're 95 compatible with, uh, with, with Cassandra. We, we, we got to 100% compatibility. With uh, Dynamo, we're around 95% of the compatibility and we'll close the gap completely. Those 5% normally it's not, it isn't really needed. So uh, you can just go and, and run this. And latency will be better, no lock-in. And... Uh, a, we have a couple of more unique features also. Yeah, I I want people to to hear this from me. I, you know, I've spent a lot of time working across a lot of different enterprise and commercial and open source and hacked together terrible software. And every company at some point has some statement about compatibility. My thing works together with this other thing over there, right? So 
like I have a close relationship. I really respect the hard work done by the folks in Google Cloud Storage. GCS is a great product. They say they have S3 compatibility. They are wrong. They have S3 compatibility kind of sort of, <laughs> right? And uh, if you have a, you know, a legacy kind of a user-facing app that talks to the S3 APIs, it's probably going to work fine. But if you're high performance and you're using Sig V4 and you're super in, you can't just talk S3 to GCS and have it work totally reliably. Door and the team at SolidDB, they take this compatibility word very seriously. And I remember the early, early demonstrations of the interoperability with Cassandra, where you'd be able to replace a node in a Cassandra ring with a Scylla node and all of the kind of real wire protocol level interop that makes it so that these kinds of products can do the kind of drop-in replacement, wire level replacement. That's that makes a huge difference for the operators and the engineers at the end stage who are, who are trying to get value out of these things. They don't want to fight through compatibility issues or rewrite a bunch of their stuff just to be able to take advantage of new tech. They want to, they want to build what's next. So I was always super, super impressed. And it's a place where we've been really confident in, in our, in our interactions with Scylla. So thank you for, thank you for that. I think it's like an undersung part. It's like, it's not a feature you get to stick at the front of the release. Like we're actually, actually compatible <laughs> instead of, like sort of, kind of, and then, but really, we're good at performance, or really, we're good at availability, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we have uh, one of our customers, GE Medical, not just a small startup, and also not just a, a product, a, a life support type of product. Uh, we used to run on AWS. Uh, they had to run and place uh, machines in a hospital, so on-prem, and uh, they loved AWS, actually. Uh, but they had to run it on-prem. So uh, they partnered with us, and, and they're running the alternator inside of hospitals with the same code without any code modification. Yeah. And, and we even partnered with AWS because they have uh, uh, their own hardware that they sell, the Outpost, and they don't they cannot run DynamoDB there. So we help AWS to run DynamoDB or our version of DynamoDB uh, within the outpost product, and obviously to run it within GCP. Today. Yeah, we have exactly the same situation. So I've spent I don't know how long working on Anthos, and we have a lot of our customers that use Anthos. And we, we approached the Google engineering teams to say, look, like it's great to be able to run Kubernetes. I super need stateful storage. I need some kind of way of keeping applications consistent, especially when I have a remote location and a cloud location or multiple cloud locations. So the demonstration that we built together for for your last conference, which was spectacular, uh, has the same stateful application running on AWS and Azure and GCP and a computer under my desk and one that's at the SADA headquarters office. And it round robins between those and is synchronizing between those, keeps all of those up to date without needing some kind of proprietary piece that that makes you stuck, right? You, you can do that in any way you want. That's a huge value proposition. And I, I keep looking for other companies to do that demo because I think that's what, when I go and talk to big businesses, they really want the ability to do. They want the ability to run wherever they want, whenever they want, in the way that they want, whether it's managed or unmanaged, whether it's whether it's something that they they deal with the supply for infrastructure or somebody else deals with it. They don't care. They want they want their optionality. It's what preserves their ability to negotiate and to meet their customers where their customers are. So it's it's been really exciting to see you continue to support that. So I, I appreciate all that hard work. Uh, you know, in that collaboration, you chose to work together with SADA. We've been working on a you know a bunch of different customer projects. 
you know, what's that been like? How, you know, how is this relationship going? Is it beneficial for you? Useful? It's it's definitely uh, useful, and uh, I can't recommend it more because first, simply it adds another partner for us when we need support. And at the end of the day, uh, large customers will need support. Then there's another partner that can help us. It's both GCP that are still involved and also Sala. Uh, so we double the uh, amount of help we can and with the same price. So like <laughs> there is only an upside. Uh, what can I tell? And also it's fun. And also Sala as a partner uh, help us to go to market with uh, customers to bring value to them. So it's, uh, it's a win-win situation. Yeah, no, I, I've had a lot of fun with it. I think it's the Alliance program that we built uh, is set up in the way that I want to work, right? I, I want to partner with companies and make them more successful. And it turns out some of the companies that we partner with make software. I know a great way to make software companies successful. It's to get their software into the hands of great customers. So I've really been excited about the opportunity to collaborate in that way. And, and from what I've seen so far, your teams have been super responsive and timely. So I, I appreciate the focus there. There is, uh, as you know, just an unlimited amount of opportunity. The, the market in cloud seems big, right? You could, there are Super Bowl ads for cloud technology, right? Like it's, we're totally there and we're, it's, it hasn't even remotely started, right? We're at 200 and something billion out of a $5 trillion market. So uh, I'm excited for, for the next years to come. In, any last, like, next events coming from Scylla or places that you want to have our audience check out? I think there's a lot for them to learn about the product, but any, any guidance you can give them on what to take a look at next? Um, so first, there's the Scylla 5 uh, page. Go and go to the website. It's really easy to locate and learn what is it's, it's in there. It's not just... Uh, the uh, rough consistency, there is a new iOS scheduler that provides more promises and more features to come and a bunch of user testimonial and, and plenty of other things. But beyond that, we have uh, a, we do a couple of uh, virtual free conferences. Uh, a, we have a Sydney University uh, quarterly event for people who want to get uh, educated about SILA for free. There is a SILA uh, summit, uh, the, the, the yearly event. And there's also a P99 conference coming. P99, we, we always wanted to, to provide value beyond what we do uh, with Scylla specifically. So we have, for example, the CSAR engine at the heart of Scylla, which has a very permissive license and other companies build storage and uh, streaming solutions with it. So uh, we created the P99 conference uh, virtual summit, which is coming up in October and it's possible to register do it now, and 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 there's plenty of speakers over there that speak about a high-end solutions, performance, latency. It's a conference for developers by developers, so it's kind of a not for managers. It's not about products. We we forbid having a product pitches. It's only about technology, and you can find technologies like Rust and uh, kernels and uh, databases, also comp competing databases. And a bunch of other interesting stuff. So p99cons.io, that's the registration page. Yeah, p99 is awesome. The content there, even just last year, was was super, super rich. So I'll, I'll echo that recommendation from Dora. And, and yes, you're going to see 
future demos from SADA, you know, hopefully we can get the, what I'm working on right now done in time for P99, but maybe it'll be one after that. I don't know. Code, Mike, I'm a lot slower developer than my friend Doris. So uh, I hope everybody had a great time with this show. Uh, I was really excited about the partnership and looking forward to helping everybody with this great tech. Dor, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.